Are you tired of all the dating games, rules, and societal norms that make falling in love confusing and stressful? Then join us as we ditch the script and empower you to establish healthy, conscious relationships. This weekly podcast breaks down popular dating reality television and educates you on healthy versus toxic dating habits. I'm Brianna, a licensed therapist. And I'm Alex, a trauma-informed and certified narcissist recovery coach. Are you ready to ditch the script? hit stop record instead of unmute <laughs> that, that's fine we could have fixed that that would have been would have been a quick episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah release <laughs> um how are Hi. you i'm so good how are yeah. you i'm really good i'm really good and the, you know well we talk about this a lot but like we take that 30 second um yeah. mute break to like dance a little but i did want to tell you that I danced last night. Like I, like I got a full wiggle out. Yeah. And I just, I need that for my soul and my self care so bad. Yeah. It's a daily practice here. This morning I got out of the shower ass naked and I'm just like blowing up the bathroom with the volume (laughs) and twerking and doing whatever I feel like doing. It is a daily thing. It helps so you much. Said, you said blowing up the bathroom with volume, <laughs> and I immediately just thought about shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, no, I met with Taylor Swift on my Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. I've been hyper fixated. My ADHD has been so hard for Taylor Swift these last few weeks. Like, I used to hate her music, and I don't know what it is about her most recent album, but I'm, like, on a, I, I don't know. Okay. Listen, Swifties, don't come for us. I feel the same way. I, yeah. It's not that I just never really cared about her music. It just didn't. It didn't like strike chords Speak with me, me at the yeah. at the times of my life that I was going through. But right. this one, Midnight's, yeah, I fuck with so hard. Me too. I fuck with so. it so hard, and now I'm like, don't talk shit about Taylor Swift. I'm like, yeah, exactly. You, you like defend her, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 100. Yeah. No, I didn't mean shitting my brains out. I mean, that happens sometimes too. But this morning, no, it was just dancing. <laughs> it was, and I do it all the time though. It's like, it's such a good yeah. way to change your state. It's such a good way to shift energy and emotions. And it's just like, it sounds so contrived and like woo woo bullshit hippie, but there's like, you know, it's your nervous system. You're allowing shit to move through it. Totally. And also like for, <laughs> for any of our friends that have anxiety, it's like, get out of your head and into your body. Just do something yes. in your body. It doesn't like, mm. like I, I prefer to be dancing, but like walking is really great. Like yeah, even walking and then like, yeah. Masturbate. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's so interesting. I wouldn't have yeah. thought about that as like a practice to be in your body, but, uh, but like, duh. Fuck yes. Yeah. Duh. All of it. It all counts. Just wiggle, wiggle, wow. wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah. Like yeah. Just get a wiggle out. <laughs> wiggle with yourself is the theme wiggle of that. With yourself. Um, okay. Right. Yeah. Let's get into like brass tacks of like what's, what's, <laughs> what's happening. Mercury's in full retrograde and we're no I mean it was. Uh, it's not anymore, but it was when this shit happened. Yo. It, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, you guys. So we were not and scared. I are dedicated. We are dedicated to you. And so if you were like popping on to Spotify and Apple Podcasts or whatever, wherever you listen to this show, and you're like, 
where are my girls? Where Where's the script <laughs> that I'm ditching today? Like, there's nothing That's right. here. It is because we, we made an episode, y'all. But wow. Riverside, the platform that we've recorded on due to whatever was going on with the planets and or our own interwebs was an epic failure. Like, epic. and so we couldn't even use the material. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> it was really sad we recorded a really good episode and it, i know it's like written in front of me um but yeah we we did a really good one and it felt like just slipped through our fingers like sand yeah it's yeah. a bummer Real it bummer. was a bummer super bummer Real stick in the so, mud anyway so that means do it all this week and those yeah though that episode was intending to include the last two episodes of Love is Blind season four. And then today was just going to be talking about the reunion, but the universe planned for other things. And instead yeah. what we will be doing is covering the last two episodes and Plus the, reunion, the reunion, which is, which is actually an interesting way to like approach it because the reunion, I had heard weird things about the reunion, mm. just that it was like bad, like not good television yeah. to start. Um, I mean, but what did you think? You thought it was okay? No, I just remember when we were recording last week, you mentioned this thing. You're like, Vanessa Lachey gets in some trouble about some shit she says. And I watched yesterday this reunion situation or yeah. And I literally was like, I agree. She should be in trouble. <laughs> She's in trouble. <laughs> She's trying to pick fights where there doesn't need to be any fights. She is I trying. Think, I think to she's stir working really hard mm -hmm. to try to keep her job. I agree. But it's and just I, not landing not the way that it's she thinks working. it's landing. It's, it's like, cringy. girl, take that needy energy and to a therapy session. Find it was a cringy. It was really cringy. Was and cringy. I know that she's gotten a lot of flack and rightfully so about like pushing the baby thing really hard. It's like, it's just Drop a weird. It. Yeah. yeah. And weird. like, and also, they felt weird. Well, yeah. And like, the other thing is like, you are their actual mom or grandma who Friend. usually that scripting comes from. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, stop, like, stop trying to make a rapport and relationship where there isn't one. Like, you know, when that camera goes cut, whatever, we're rapping and like, take it to fucking whatever they say in the world to make it, you know, official. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, when that happens, you're not going to fucking be texting them and like, how are you? I call me like, no, yeah, you're going to be like yeah. on to the next show that I need to film. So stop. Stop. Yeah. Ha asking people to have babies for your own. Check the gate. That's what it, I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, okay, I was like, what do they say? I don't know, but I was on that journey with you and I was ready to go wherever you were heading with that sentence. I yeah, just check the gate. followed yeah. your lead. <laughs> um, you know what I meant. I, I, you know what? Actually, in this moment, I didn't know what you meant, but I was like, I was. <laughs> well, thanks for being but, a really supportive friend and just buckled in regardless. Of where I was, I was, I, I was like strapped in. I was like, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, sentiment wise, like I, I got it. It's like check yourself. Like, like we're done. We're done here. Um, it, it, she was annoying to me. I thought that like, but outside of outside of Vanessa Lachey just being very extra in a way that was not entertaining or funny, uh, the couples were in a different place with each other than I was expecting. Mm, I kind of loved it. I thought this was such a fascinating situation in so many ways. 
and I can't wait to talk to you about it all. And we're going to put Vanessa Lachey down because she doesn't deserve this much limelight for sitting on a yeah. couch and pestering people to procreate. <laughs> I do need I do need like a break from her. I'm excited. Um, so we were teasing this in the previous recorded yeah. episode. We're going to about... talk about it now. Right. But we are, But we are about to... Um... We're going to cover, we were teasing the fact that we were going to start covering the next Mm -hmm. queer ultimatum. Ultimatum. Which we're really excited about. Songs and the liches. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm also really excited about. I need a break for them. I need a break from the liches. Yeah. Bro, can I just say something real quick right now? Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. next week we are going to be, I'm so fucking stoked for this, y'all. We are Mm -hmm. going to be unpacking our first queer focused uh, relationship situation through Netflix's ultimatum. Now, what I also really, 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 really fucking want to say here, because I identify as straight, but I I think girls can be super cute. And there are some fucking cute girls on this mm-hmm. show. And oh my I, gosh, maybe ugh. maybe this is this is how we explore your like where your range of your attraction leads to, to. women. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. But I'm just really excited for it. Like, first of all, there's lots of cuties. But two, it's just like fucking finally, like fucking finally, mm. world. Like, mm-hmm. God, how long is I know. Straight I, it's Bachelor, so straight Love Island, straight all this and that? And now you it's know what? Like, there was there woo! was an early pioneer of queer reality dating. Oh yeah, next and, for a hot second. Well, oh yeah, that's right. Next. I was actually thinking of uh a shot of love with Tila Tequila. Oh my god, I haven't seen this. I haven't even. Well, heard this of was this. like early two thousands, like two thousand four, two thousand five, and uh, she's uh, like an out bisexual person, and so it. her. So, do you remember like Flavor Flav, like no. Flavor of Girl. Love? Grew up in the Christian. Okay, home. you, you were not. This? Yes, right, right. Christian. We home. had to sneak Cartoon <laughs> Network and fucking Facebook. Come on now. Okay. 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 Well, I was a VH1 girly. I was a VH1 oh, girly, so I watched okay. a lot of this stuff. But, the, you know, they were just trashy, relating. They, they, like, put everyone in a house. Kind of like The Bachelor. But they don't go okay. on crazy trips, and it's not over-romanticized. And it's a little bit more about, like, the drama and, like, the fighting than it is about, yeah. like, a, an actual relationship. But then people eventually, like, get, like, lobbed off. Um, okay. And tequila, 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 tequila. Yeah. <laughs> Tila Tequila is bisexual, so she had men and women on the show getting eliminated mm-hmm. week by week. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. So that was our earliest queer television experience. And then we just like never saw another one for 15 years. Yeah. Well, fuck well it, maybe in other time. countries, but not here. Yeah. Wait, True. wait, you said something about cartoons. And this is a conversation that's come up recently. And I know this has nothing to do with Love is Blind, but I have to ask I you. I love it. Okay. Um, who, uh, which animated character are you dtf which animated character am i dtf um does it have to be from a specific network or anything like that no not at all any any animated character in your world oh my god there's two that come three that come to mind oh fuck they're all disney (laughs) characters no 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 that's good i'll share mine in a in a moment (laughs) tell me okay um, Flynn Rider, Hercules Tarzan. Who's Flynn Rider? Rapunzel's girl. I mean, guy. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Interesting. The Rapunzel one surprised me. Tarzan, absolutely. Hercules, absolutely. 
Do you, no, I, I'm going to actually make you feel a lot better about yours. Are you ready? I feel great about mine. Come on. Oh, now. good. Okay. Good, 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 tell good. Me, tell me. <laughs> well, you're going to, you're going to feel ecstatic um, because mine are like adult Simba. Well, when I was younger, it was like kid Simba. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it yeah. became adult Simba and like the same He breath. is hot. Yeah. Hot. Mm. He's hot. And hot. good character. My very first like identifiable crush Mm. was Max from the Goofy movie. Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Max is great. So, Can I please tell you something about Goofy movie? That's in... Yeah. Okay. This is insane. I love Goofy movie. I quote yeah. Goofy movie all the time. The guy I'm really? dating has never seen Goofy movie, and we are going to resolve this immediately. It's... Yeah. It's classic cinema. Um, yeah. So... Just saying, just saying, Amazing. it's gonna fucking happen. Moving on, let's let's jump into this, shall we? Yeah, Ooh. let's do it. Sorry, thank you for answering my uh, animated sexual fantasy question. It's been no, it's been top okay. of mind lately. You know what? We're gonna put this on our IG story, and we're gonna ask the audience what their animated Amazing. character fantasy is. That's amazing. So y'all, y'all visit our stories as soon as you hear this, and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> because we need to know. Um, so in the last two episodes of Love is Blind, we see the bachelor, bachelorette parties. And oh, we right. see <laughs> the weddings. Right. I know. We see the weddings. And I just like the the influence of alcohol is really something that we should pay more attention to. Oh, my like God. Yeah. Is this good for us? No. So true. I completely agree. Like, and you want to know something else that I think is so funny with dating. It's been so normalized. Like, let's get drinks. Like every, me not being a drinker, like that's not my substance of choice. It has been very interesting to navigate that. Like, you know, mm. you know, asking for permission to toke before or like, instead mm. of like, are you comfortable if I do this? Um, yeah. Because it's like, I don't want that to be expected of me you know, and like, there are opportunities mm. where I choose. But I really think it's interesting that we as a, a society globally, not just here in America, mm -hmm. but we've gotten so used to this idea of like, grab drinks, go out to dinner, have a glass of mm -hmm. wine, like, mm -hmm. while you're meeting someone, and it really does not always serve us when it comes to developing conscious relationships at yeah. all. And I'll it's tell weird. you a really good example of that is like something that we saw with Micah at the bachelorette party where she's like, She's just like in her drunk oh my girl God. Yeah. moment, which like that, this behavior of her being like, ah, blah, 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 blah. do you love me? Blah, blah, blah. Like you meet that girl do in the bathroom, like hilarious, cutie, like harmless is what I'm trying to say. But like exchanging that energy with your partner who's on like a totally different page in the environment that he's in and is like not finding himself entertained by it at all. I don't think that he was like, I hate this. He was just sort of like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? I can't hear you. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like leave that in a drunk text. Like, yeah. you know, that's an opportunity to be like, oh my God, thinking of you. Do you like me? Emoji, emoji, yeah. emoji. Like it'll be received better. Cause like scream, like you both are in bars in public places with lots of people and cameras, lights, action, go. And like screaming at each other through a FaceTime, like it's not cute. It's not cute. When she was way. asking for a lot of reassurance and like, yeah, in a playful way. Um, but it just Is kind it of though? felt. 
For Micah, for some people, it is. For Micah, it felt a, a little more like more than I, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I. And need... what we learn on the reunion, it's very telling. Yeah. yeah. So we see that go on. We see uh, also sponsored by alcohol. Kwame's right. Kwame's really expressing himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really he expressing is. himself. He's expressing himself um, at the expense of the entire city of Seattle. And oh, he is, and he like the vibe. I know he was like I honestly about Seattle. How much he went off. You suck. Honest, <laughs> honestly, Seattle, you suck, and you're so you're overpriced. And he's, yeah, he's like you're not all that. And I was just like, what did Seattle do to you? Yeah, what did it she didn't do? force you to go on this show. It didn't force you to get engaged. Like, yeah, like I really up. felt like he was actually kind of talking to Chelsea. You yeah, know, where it, oh, fuck. I feel like he's, I feel like he's, he's showing the early signs of resenting certain choices that you're making for your partner. Mm. And it feels like you're like, we're compromising, you're compromising, but really emotionally you're holding on to this. Like I did this because they asked me to, I did this for them. Mm. And that the the narrative of who's responsible the decision making tends to shift as right. resentment builds it starts with i wanted to do this for us and then it turns into you, like i had to do this for you cuz you you needed that didn't you you know what i mean and yeah. he's just starting to like trend that way and i'm like i feel like you really need a good chat with a very trusted individual in your life kwame and just like I also say what the fuck he, you feel. Yeah, I also think he needs to like express that hyper aroused state. Like, go put some yeah. fucking pillows, go for a run, go to a smash zone thing with your guys. Like, do something. Like, let that mm. shit out. Because being all like picking on Lamar Odom, right? That guy in oh, yeah. Seattle because of Good your memory. feelings. Yeah, leave Lamar well, alone. I, Lamar's been through. Lamar has been through so much. Leave him yo. alone. Yo, bro. Yeah. Don't take out your Leave feelings on other places or people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I I remember that you and I had sort of clocked this, like, once he finally got some of his, like, really close individuals around him on the wedding day, it still yeah. felt like no one was comfortable with him saying anything, but I'm going to follow through with marrying Chelsea. Like even yeah. his sister, who I think would have probably been the safest place for him to be able to talk about his reservations, his cold feet, as he described it, was still like, you should do this. You should do this. And I can appreciate that people are trying to like bring him closer to a, a good person. Chelsea's a good person. Yeah. She's got her quirks. She's a quirky gal. Yeah. She's a good lady, you. you know? Yeah. And so I think that people want that for him, mm-hmm. but it's but it's – taking it's removing space for him to feel empowered in his own choice and feeling like he's making a decision that really feels autonomous. Yeah. I just had a thought pop in about where that's coming from, but I guess, I mean, I'll share it. It doesn't really matter, but because it came into my mind, you know, we hear Kwame earlier on the show and is it Kwame or Kwame? I feel like I always pronounce it. Kwame. 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 Thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. Kwame you know, he talks about how his family has Christian ideals and how his mom would prefer for him to save sex for marriage. And he kind of laughs and is like, sorry, mom. 
Um, and so there's a part of me that wonders if that's the mindset of the family. And it's like, now that mm. you've had sex, you should marry this person because mm. I, that is a thing that can happen in circles. Totally. So I'm just, I wanted to share that because it's like, first of all, when we, I want to like fast forward to the reunion real quick and say, they happy. And we'll talk more about it now, but they're really happy. They seem to be really, really good. But I am mm -hmm. kind of curious to know like where that like gung ho -ness was coming from in the family mm. when it's like, this is kind of a wild situation they're all going into. Mm. So just thoughts. Oh, you know what's, you know what's interesting mm. that I just thought about? Um, you know, we've talked about Chelsea being a person who stands so firm in her take her, right. her own decision-making, she stands really firm in the confidence of her choices mm -hmm. that it almost becomes a little bit of this protective barrier. It's her protector yep. part. It is her protector part. And yeah. I think that, I think that Kwame has a, a very active protector part that we're seeing as well, which kind of looks like, um, I, I, I think he, I think he too cares a lot about how people perceive him. And I, that wasn't super clear to me until the reunion. And then I was sort of feeling like it's very possible that they could be as happy as they look and as uh, in alignment with one another as they seemed. That's entirely possible. I'm sort of yeah. reading in between the lines, just put, picking up like what we'd seen. And I also wonder if both of their protector parts are just so strong and loud that there is no room to risk being seen as people who made the wrong decision. Mm, interesting. I didn't feel they were as defensive as like Matt and Colleen from the previous Love is Blind season. Well, personally. Different insecurities. Different insecurities as well, though. Yes. You want to know who I think is full of shit and they're talking about <laughs> yeah. how happy they are? Josh yeah. and Jackie. Yeah, and that that's because of body language, and we could talk about that. And oh my god, I, I fully forgot about that part of the reunion. Thank you for bringing that back up. Did I yeah, take like so, a single note of the reunion? Barely. <laughs> like whatever. I have like zero. No, I have some notes, but like nothing of substance. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, I um, have a lot more for the reunion. This is great. Okay, oh good, cool. good, good, good. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's Chelsea. And Kwame. That's sort of they get married. That's Chelsea and Kwame. They get married. They do it. We, do, it, you and I, were sort of fixated on the fact that, like, afterwards, like Chelsea's, and maybe it's just about processing the the impact of what just happened. And I'm thinking about that a little bit differently than I did the first time we talked about it, where I was like, okay, Chelsea is like, you're my man. I'm your wife. Like, we did it. The Look end. at us go. Yeah. Right. And Kwame's sort of like in like he's like shell shocked he's like yeah <laughs> like what just like happened? what just happened so maybe they're just now that i'm thinking about it maybe they're just on different timelines of how they're processing like the all of it yeah fuck i've been married like and i had mm. a i had how many months did i have i had mm. six or seven months to plan my wedding and that in and of itself mm. was like whoa and i also dated the guy that i got married for a year and eight months before that i cannot imagine Dating, planning a wedding, and getting married in how long? Six weeks? Eight like weeks? Six weeks. 
uh, that makes me literally nauseous. Like my stomach right now thinking about that is like in my fucking throat. So, you know, like I do not blame Kwame for looking like he just got hit by a fucking bus and is like, what just happened? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Honestly, I feel a little bit differently about it. Um, so they get married, um, hooray. And uh, who also gets married, which I feel like many more happy, organic and lovely feelings about yeah. are Tiffany and Brett. Like I'm just yeah. excited Done, about them. Obviously. Great. Amazing. They, they seem like a couple who have known each other a lot longer than six, six weeks and just cutie, cutie, cuties. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Yeah. They're really communicative. Yeah. They're really good. Like, fuck, you know, they get each other in the ways that they get each other to compliment one another. Like they are so, you know, balanced in their energies and the way they approach things. That is damn. Like if every love is blind contestant could go through that process. Amaze. Yeah. And not every, not every couple at the end of a series like this is going to give off the same feeling that like Tiffany and Brett do in this moment. But I will say that like being quote, being at their wedding what felt way more like being at a friend's wedding that you've known was dating for a very long time that you're like so excited for, so rooted for. Um, Whereas being at Chelsea and Kwame's wedding, it it very much felt like everyone was meeting for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Which they were. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) But it felt that way too. It did. Yeah, dude. It was, it was interesting for sure. And like the security, I will say this, like the security they have and something that I think is really important to understand about like people is that when there is security and confidence there isn't this need to like over explain or posture right Mm. and they have that in spades and so Mm -hmm. there's this sense of trust because they don't feel the need to defend their relationship or how they're feeling or what they're thinking that i that i really think spoke volumes in the most silent way possible during their Mm. wedding and even on the Mm -hmm. reunion you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I do. I think the people who are always like, you know, like what we saw, we see a little with Chelsea and Kwame. I think we see more personally with Matt and what's her face, Colleen from last season. Mm. But couples that are like, we're happy. We're so good. We're doing great. It's like, I, okay, are you though? Loud confidence like, versus quiet yeah, confidence. Yeah. Like when you are trying to over, like verbalize, like all of the things that, you're trying to it's coming from this proving place right it's just like that's a little sus i want to turn a magnifying glass on it so anyway i we just don't get that with brett and tiffany and i like mazel tov wish you all the best like y'all are hashtag couple goals kind of kind of similar Mm -hmm. to like zach and bliss they're obviously very different people they're very different couple than tiffany and brett but they they also don't give off a, a vibe of we're we want to prove to you how happy we are. Um, yeah. Instead, you just get two people who are just like, we fuck with each other. We get each other. We're here for yeah. the long haul. We're really glad that this worked out. Happy yeah. to be here. Peace yeah. and love. And Bliss loves Zach's ballads. Unlike me. <laughs> she loves them. Also unlike me. I really don't care <laughs> And for you them. know what? It gets... Does it fucking matter? Because we're not married to him. Like, I am That's so right. happy that she loves it and that that, like, I love them for that. Like, just go yeah, on. Yeah, totally. Go yeah, she's yeah. even, like, make fun of him, which is nice. Like, you know, sometimes people will take something like that and they'll just, like, 
use it to like make silly jokes, which if, if that's all cool for everyone involved, great. But it can also be a protector part. Yeah. I'm not comfortable but receiving I, this. So I'm going to make fun of you to push it away. Right. But she actually seems like fully. I could, it was it. so weird. They were like, they had that, they had that video footage of them, of him singing and her whole body is turned entirely sideways looking facing toes forward it's to zach him. and bliss who fucking cares we can't i know i just i just was like i it was just perplexing to me as a person who was watching the footage because they obviously set up the camera at home themselves and so i'm just sort of like what was the intent like it like like don't you know that we're here too isn't this for yeah. us yeah. yeah, you know they're not content creators. Hey, yeah, I'm a content not. creator, and sometimes I choose really shitty angles. <laughs> That's, you know, we're it's failing part of forward. It's yeah. part of the job. Yeah. Okay, um, so Bliss and Zach, they're great. They're married. We'll unpack more of the shit that comes up for that later. Um, happy for them. Happy. Again, Mazel tov. Um <laughs> What's like, what's another thing that means congratulations in a really fun way? Do we have um, any other words? What does Yahtzee mean? I don't know. It's just a game, isn't Yahtzee. it? Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I just feel like it gets screamed in a similar way. That's fun. Um, yeah. There's, we Jack could say, Jack, mm, I don't know. I don't know more languages to be able to Me say. Neither. Congratulations. Yeah. Someone help us out. Yeah. Also <laughs> slide into our DMs with that. Educate us with a larger vocabulary. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Who's next? Who do we want to talk about well, next? Uh, I guess Micah and Paul. Ugh. Okay, so Micah and Paul, as we mentioned earlier, <laughs> at their perspective, um, bachelor, bachelorette parties. Um, Micah is like going hard for Paul. She has a big Paul boner and is reaching out for reassurance <laughs> and wanting to share. Do you like how you're, you're killing you know? me right now? You're absolutely killing me. <laughs> and Paul, Paul's with his friends and kind of like talking about how much he loves her, but also talking about like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they make it to the aisle. They make it down the aisle. And um, Micah is asked first, like, is love blind? Are you going to say yes or no to Paul? And she actually says, Paul, I need you to answer first. That's what's going to be best for us. Paul says, I don't think this is the right time for us. And he goes to explain Micah, obviously, and understandably, is too emotional to hear, so she exits the situation by fleeing down the aisle. Meanwhile, Shelby, her friend, is cackling in literally cackling. Literally yes, cackling. actually cackling. That was, that was not dramatic word choice. That is literal word yeah, choice. Yeah, she's cackling. Intentional word choice that she is cackling and then says to herself, and camera got it, this is exactly how I wanted this to go. And Which is a weird thing to say about your friend's About sadness. your friend. For real. Like, you wanted her to run down the aisle crying? Yeah, it just was, was it, yeah. Pu publicly. Like, a public publicly, breakup. Yeah. And then um, Paul tries to comfort, like, you know, goes after Micah, tries to comfort her, tries to express himself. She, again, understandably so in that moment, wasn't fully open to hearing it. And that's really all we get mm -hmm. until the reunion. 
Do you want to yeah. add anything before we go to the reunion? Um, I think I understood how we could see Paul both love Micah and still say no. I think what we learned from Agreed. him and his friends is that he's like, he describes himself as a very analytical thinker. He really struggles to make a choice. He really struggles to in, in sit with himself and maybe even sit with all of the conflicting parts that say, I want to make this choice, but I also have these doubts and I have these feelings. Instead, he's just doing a lot of searching for how others that are close to him like feel that he should do because he trusts them. So he wants their input, input but it's like, little baby boy, like no one can do this for you, but you, but he, it was just interesting to keep him be like, yeah, <laughs> it just to hear him be like, what do you think I should do? What, what should I do? What would you do? And I'm like, Paul, the anxiety make is decision. Yeah. yeah. I feel like what I see in Paul in that moment is yes, anxiety and him trying to soothe by getting everybody's opinion on what he should do and how he should yeah. handle it. And you know, I was actually talking about this with my group coaching program the other day where it's like, stop looking for permission to do what you already know in your gut you want to do. Like, Thank you. Like, and, and I, f first of all, if anyone is triggered by what I just said, I understand that and I give you permission to be triggered and I encourage you to lean in here because our triggers are our teachers. And this statement used to be so triggering for me too. When we, for whatever reason, have a lack of self-trust, if that's, you know, in my situation, narcissistic abuse and all that shit, or maybe you're just a highly analytical person for whatever reason, I mean, I would still put my vote in trauma of some way, shape or form. Um... But when you are are desperate to have someone else tell you what step to take, 99.9% .9 of the time, it is a reflection of you already know what's going, what you need to do in your gut. You just are, you don't trust it for some reason. Mm. And so, you know, if anyone is listening to this and you are like that tracks with me, like in my gut, I know what I want to do, but I keep asking the same question or having the same conversation with 20 different people looking for someone to tell me. Permission granted, y'all, right here, right now. Yeah. Like, and and yeah. and I'm gonna make a really like simple example of what you're talking about because like this will happen and come up for big life decisions. And also yeah. sometimes like if you're ever talking to someone and you're like, "What should we get for dinner?" Like Chinese or Mexican, <laughs> and the person that you're with is like, I, "I love Mexican. Let's get Mexican." And you're like, uh, "You know, it's like you want Chinese food." Yeah. Own it. And then own, what would you do it. in that situation? We do two stops. We're going to go get some Chinese food. We're going to go get some Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's, or just like rest and check in with yourself. Assess, how do I feel about Mexican? How do I feel about Chinese? Which feels better in my body? Start getting familiar yeah. with the difference between those two. I can appreciate yeah. that it's like what you're saying. It's hard to do that when you're coming from a place of not having been conditioned to trust yourself for one reason or another um but you can you can you can change that like you can yeah. build just like we can build trust with new people in our lives you can build trust with yourself even though you oh, yourself yeah. are not a new person to you yeah yeah it's relationship with yourself it's literally yeah. the same thing as building trust with someone else you build it with yourself and so right. you know I, f I feel for Paul. I feel for Paul so much in the reunion too. I wanted to come through yeah. the fucking TV and I'm really glad Zach had his back. I kind of want to yeah. meet them just because like him and Zach seem like 
honestly really dope human beings. I think like, Paul's your type. Of, I think Paul's your type of dude. If I'm honest, he is. Yeah, he is smart, beard, cute, like yeah, dorky, nerdy. Yeah, he's like nerdy, and like I and, and like if I'll be really honest. Hot. And like this is not this is the the knife thing is like a little <laughs> the knife thing for me would be like let's say I was dating Paul the knife thing for me would be like okay like I'm gonna respect this because this is your thing it's like that's that would be like the one like cringy thing where I'm like ugh but if I like you enough I'll get over it you know what I mean because like, you don't like that is it knives or is it the collection of knives collection. no it's just knives in general yeah it yeah. feels a little unsafe and I've full transparency yeah like i've had to do some emdr on some knife shit that came up in childhood yeah. so like yeah, i like, there is a there is there is a mild part of me that even though i've done that work like having them in my vicinity like is something i'm still making peace with if that makes sense yeah you know totally. what I mean? yeah, yeah absolutely so yeah. paul consider that yes we love that you have hobbies and interests consider how they make other people feel sometimes especially if you're bringing no. a new person into your world yeah. or just like <laughs> Keep you the sleeves on your knives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so then Micah becomes really upset, rightfully so. They break up. We do learn that they date. This is a thing that I was going to tell you last week, and you were like, I was like, I have sort of a relationship spoiler. And you were like, I don't want to know. But actually, I have two. But there's only one about Micah and Paul, which was they dated after. Um, Cool. A little and then uh and then they broke up so which honestly tracks like i can i could see them reconnecting and being like let's see about this and it seems like she went to go visit her in scottsdale and yeah they did that yeah i mean i i want to applaud them for trying outside of the dynamics of the show and i also kind of want to tell vanessa lachey to sit the fuck down because that's the answer like, you know, like if, oh, if, God. can we talk about the reunion? Yeah, now? let's talk about it with Paul and Micah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, so I'm going to go over to my reunion notes. Um, You know, I literally was so annoyed that everyone was coming for Paul being like, mm. you know, you say on your, in the confessional with Micah that you couldn't see her as a mom because she wasn't nurturing and like why couldn't you tell her that why couldn't you communicate that to her and paul was trying to express and i think he did a damn good job i just don't think vanessa lachey or micah are conscious enough to understand what the fuck he's trying to say i i, I was like same you way. guys are the fucking issue not him they're like are you just yeah. as confused as me micah like i'm yeah. sorry i was really mad can you tell because i'm over here like wait, I, I, I felt the same way i was like i yeah. get what he's saying stop fucking acting like he's the problem it, it was like they weren't intentionally gaslighting him at all they were truly just trying to express like i don't they understand were confused. what you're saying yeah they were genuinely confused but i really felt for paul because i was like i understand what you're saying you're not being confusing they just don't understand you because of where they're fucking at you know yeah. paul Paul was trying to express um, that, you know, there's certain things that you communicate with a partner, like needs being met and like, you know, certain preferences on how to handle certain things in a relationship. And in his mind, there's certain things that you don't need to speak up about. And one of which is your character. Like I, he was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not saying that Micah's not a nurturing person or she wouldn't be a good mom. It was just in our our dynamic, I didn't bring out that nurturing side of her and what I would hope I would bring out in my partner. 
Yeah. And I thought that was and the I, best way to fucking say it. And I, t- I, I, I'm with you. I totally understand what he was saying. He was like, it was, it, he was like, if I were to say, I don't find you to be nurturing. He's like, that feels too assumptive of her as an entire person. He was right. like, but I recognize in our dynamic, it wasn't eliciting a nurturing quality in her. And I imagine that she would, she could be with someone else that would bring that out of her because he, because what he says is, I do believe that she has those qualities, but I don't believe that I was, he he said, we weren't inspiring that in another, in each other. And I thought that that was a really accurate and beautiful way to describe that, like a very like restorative way of describing it. So I was, I agree with you. Like, I think it was their lack of emotional intelligence honestly for real to be able to hear that and say and say okay I get what you're saying it's because of who we were together and that's true it's true in partnerships that's why I could be in a relationship all of my past relationships I have been myself and different versions of myself in those relationships exactly same it's like I've been in relationships where the masculine side of me was like 100 fucking percent Mm -hmm. because of the dynamic I was in with my partner and I've been in partnerships where I was way more feminine and receptive and nurturing and calm and compassionate because of the masculine energy my partner was bringing in and again Massive feminine energies, hunter gather from, uh, sorry, hunter yeah, gather yeah. energies, whatever verbiage you want to use. It's less about what's between your legs and way more about pursuing, receiving type energy. And yeah. it's like, you know, that wasn't in the dynamic that they created together. It just wasn't the formula that he was desiring for the relationship that he envisioned for his life. And that was that. But I really felt that Vanessa was out for blood and wanted him to kind of hurt Micah on a reunion show and be like, yeah, girl, you're not nurturing. You're not motherly. Like she just wanted that from him. She wanted, she wanted like bigger brawl declaration. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so icky. Yeah, it was weird. I, 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 and I, and I felt for Paul in that because I, I didn't feel like they were trying to make him out to be a bad guy, but they were trying to make him out to be a guy that was like manipulative with his words to like oh, make yeah. himself look good. And that's not what he was doing. He actually just seemed like he, one, it seemed like he was kind of uncomfortable being there. Like 100%. he didn't love the no. position to be in. And I think he was just trying to be kind and honest. Yeah. With compassion. And he wore, I mean, I think he wore that shirt purposely. He wore a heartbreak shirt. Like I literally yeah. think he did that because he did of love how her. he was feeling. I, yeah. I, when then Zach chimes in, cause he is like witnessing all this and is finally just like, I need to jump in and say something like the night before the wedding, we were on the phone till 2 AM and he was trying really hard to make a decision. And he's like, I know he loved Micah. There was no doubt that he loved Micah. It just was like, is this the relationship for my life? That's a huge decision to make in six to eight weeks. And also with someone where you've only seen the filtered version of them and how they want to show up on a TV show. Right. Like it's really interesting. Yeah. I have loved many people that I also wouldn't choose for me as my partner for the rest of my life. Exactly. I, I and I and I love those people and I still yeah. wouldn't choose them yeah. as my partner. They're different priority there's like a different he- set of yeah. priorities that has nothing to do with love. No. Well, and think about it like this, like if you, okay, this is like a, I say like build a relationship like a business deal. Okay. And that sounds really unsexy, but hear me the fuck out y'all. Okay. 
-hmm. When we are in business relationship, I need to know how do you handle stress? How do you handle finances when you're under stress? Mm -hmm. How do you communicate through stress? Mm -hmm. Right. And like, there are certain things, if I'm building a business with a partner or if I'm even hiring an employee, there are certain skill sets that I am going to want to lean on for certain things. There's certain people I'm going to want in certain positions to use those strengths to a certain degree. Right. It's no fucking different in romantic relationships. We can have an amazing friends with benefits relationship with someone that meets our sexual needs, but relationally they don't meet the other, like, can you have conflict resolution with me? Can you, you know, where I'm weak, you're strong and lift me up. So is that a friend with friends with benefits situation equate to a romantic relationship? No. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like romantic relationship building is way more in depth because it is, how do you handle your stress? How do you handle your finances? How do you handle your communicating? How do you like, there are some just skills that we look for in a partner that not everyone can meet. And so it doesn't mean someone is right or wrong good or bad. It's just in this category of what I want for my life. Are you meeting the needs that I have and the desires I have for a relationship that I want to pursue long-term or not? It doesn't need to be this personal attack. I really like that you laid that out in that way, because I do think a lot of us are like- Falling by the seat of our pants. Exactly. And, And that's valid to say, I just love this person so much. Like, we're going to get married. We're going to figure it out. Like we just love each other. Like we have to do this. Like I just care so much. I feel so much. We feel so much for each other. And you're not, you're kind of doing a disservice to yourself and, and whatever goals you have for your life. Um, so I appreciate that, but I, there, there was a thought that popped into my head that made me giggle that was separate. I started thinking about, it just came, it came on like a flash. Um, the home footage of Brett and Tiffany where he I she's loved sleeping it. and he wakes her up and she goes, she goes, uh. <laughs> she like wakes up scared, but in like the cutest way I've, I had to rewatch it like six times because I was, I was, I, I, I love her. I have yeah. deep feelings for her. <laughs> I love Tiffany too. Uh. I think they're the cutest. Yeah. Yeah. I love my favorite thing that she did was when she's standing in their little kitchen and she's like, welcome to breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. That was, that was my favorite part. They're fun. I want to like, I want to like, hang, like, hang out with them. I want to hang too. out with them. They're cool. Let's go. Yeah. I'm so down. that's, uh, the, <laughs> sorry. When, when you were talking, you were talking about really important stuff and I was listening and then I started to, to laugh and I was like, oh, that laughter is probably not appropriate. For no, the content okay. of what we are sharing. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else on Paul and Micah, specifically Paul and Micah? Because I got other uh, Micah stuff. Um, I do have a question that I think is important. I was debating ignoring this question and just moving on, but for the sake of the show and what we're aiming to do with the show, I do think this is an important question to unpack. Oh my God, I love this setup. Give it to me. What qualities, because like to Paul's defense, like I agree with what he was saying. He's like, if I ask you to be more nurturing, are you just doing that for me? Because he's Mm. like that then resentment can build and like, I want that to come from within you, which is why he didn't. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, what, what things should we communicate and should we not communicate in relationships Mm. when it comes to needs and desires? Mm. I think for me, this is set on 
where's the curiosity from the other person about like why there's tension, why it feels like we're not on the same page. Why are we thinking about splitting up? If there is a curiosity and a seeking to understand what is this for you? Why is this challenging for you? Where are the barriers for you, Paul? I think it, it could be relevant to share more of the, uh, I feel like I don't get this nurturing quality from you and it's not because of you, but I think it's because of us. I, but I think that that's so hard to say and express without making someone feel like shitty. shitty. So back to your question, it's a, I guess it's about like level of importance, need to know information. Mm -hmm. And if, if we're committed and we're here and we're trying to make this work, you need to challenge yourself to find the, an appropriate way to say what it is for you. That is a barrier. I I think language is really important Mm -hmm. and curiosity. I think language and safety are the two biggest factors for me because I, I don't, I do not blame Paul for not talking to Micah about this because I don't think she would have handled it well. And I think Mm. that's possibly why he chose to silence himself. I think with the right partner who he felt safe with to be able to have conversations like that, he could have Mm -hmm. brought it up and they would have been open to influence, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. when we're in relationship dynamics, like there's going to be times where it's like, you know, to your point, we need to communicate things. But instead of it being like, you're Micah, you're the problem because you're not nurturing enough. And I really want a mom for my kids. That's super like, of course, no one's going to respond well to that. But if we can, we can position it as a, as a, you and I are on the same side of the problem in it together. It's like, Hey babe, I really value compassion and, and nurturing in my relationships. And I've noticed that that's something that we aren't an ace at yet. So I'm curious Mm -hmm. to know, like, what can I do to bring, to do that for you more? And here are Mm -hmm. the things that I would need to feel that more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and have that conversation that way. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that Paul is capable of having a conversation right like that. And simultaneously, I think the reason he chose not to, because like he said, he's like, I could have told Micah that and it could, it would have felt forced. He felt, I think because of the other aspects of their relationship that we didn't see on TV and the dynamics, he probably didn't feel safe to actually have Mm -hmm. a convert, which is enough of a reason to leave a relationship, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's less about what we need to communicate and way more about the safety and the language with which we communicate it. Solve that riddle. I just really Solved. think that I thought that was such an important topic that came up during the reunion. So I had to talk Yeah, about I agree. It. I agree. Okay. I'm with you. Next. Um, uh, I just, I guess I have to wait for Zach and Bliss because there's an Irina quality here. Let's just, let's just wrap up Kwame and you know what? Kwame, Chelsea, Micah, pool party. Oh, right. Convo. Okay, let's go there. As we were teasing earlier, like Kwame and Chelsea are very much together on this reunion, which yeah, they're very much together. Again, I did kind of feel like they were standing a bit of a... Hmm. I didn't feel that as much as you. Us. I felt I it a little it, bit. I did. I, I want to say I felt a it a bit, little bit. It felt like 
I feel like I was just watching actually from a lot of the people that were getting heat in, and that was including Kwame in this experience um, or the reunion in general, but a lot of rehearsed, carefully worded apologies. Like I even oh, think yeah. the way that Kwame was like, he just, the way they, he kept using like my wife, like for my wife, it just felt very intentional in a way of, you know what I mean? I just feel like my, the way, well, so the possessiveness there is what bothers me. Um, yeah. but yeah, I do know what you mean. It did feel very like, you know, I, cause he went off on this whole, like there's three layers to it and I, he missed a layer. So if, you know, I want to add a fourth layer Kwame, um, cause he's <laughs> like, he starts talking about like, it wasn't okay for me to enable it to go on that way, which I'm really glad he voice that and apologize to his wife apologize to her family and then his third layer he said was apologizing to the people who believed in Kwame and Chelsea but I'm like bro you need to apologize to Paul like you forgetting about Paul that's someone's girl yo like mm. come on now mm -hmm. you know and so it's I feel bad for Paul I really do I feel like he so many people came after him and also like didn't give him the apology he deserved like but it's whatever. interesting because I think but maybe maybe this is because I, I mean Kwame still probably should have said it but maybe this is because Paul was like remember he was saying he and Micah had had a pretty explicit conversation about what they were both okay and not okay with when it comes to yeah. flirting with other people and for the two of them which was surprising to me they were like flirt just don't touch no touching yeah. no physical stuff um yeah. which i was like okay i can rock yeah. with that yeah i guess that's true i just feel like i mean yeah okay i'll 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 what's the word what's the word Fold. Surrender. Fold. Fold. Surrender. Wow. I'll fold. Words. Words are really challenging today. for us today. <laughs> That's okay. We're just humans. I really want to know if you're listening to this and you're like trying to 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 finish the sentence for us. Like, what are you? Have thinking? you been doing it for us? Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing? Because I do that when I listen to shows where someone's like, "What's the word?" and I'm like, "This." It's you're looking for this word. Yes, I like, do the same thing, and then it feels very satisfying when you got it right. When you get it right. So if you guys yeah. guessed fold. You win. You win the pot. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, which, by the way, that conversation that you just alluded to, to Paul and Micah having probably the most conscious conversation they had the entire fucking time they were together. I, I was like, that. I was like, why did we see that conversation? That would have been I, an amazing conversation. Listen, to see. I, I'm so frustrated with Netflix because they really cut out like the best parts of these. We need to be on these the relationship team. dynamics. And I, and it's interesting because like the people in the reunion were sort of saying the same thing. They were like, you guys only really got like 10, like a percentage yeah. of who we are. We missed the Calvin Which Klein date. We missed, and I, I, but this is the point I wanted to say, and I fucking put this in my notes, is it just goes to show that these networks only want us to perceive these people and these dynamics in the way that they want us to perceive them in. And that Period. is why they spoon feed it to us in the way that they spoon feed it to us. Yeah. Period period keep an eye on the things that you're watching right. because this is not instructive no. it's for entertainment and entertainment only yeah yeah for real but um, you know what's trippy about this and what gets involved in the in the reunion a lot is like it's entertainment but there are real people and real people's lives involved and the way that like fandom is as intense as it, as it is today um yeah. and the way in which we have access to 
public people, like the people on this show, like you can have access to their personal cell phones, not because you have their number, but because you can DM them on Instagram or TikTok or all of these places where you're like commenting about them. them People are saying terrible things. Oh my God. Terrible, terrible things. And the people who are receiving these messages are flawed human beings. Yes. Irina has displayed some behavior where I'm like, you're not, you're, you're not giving good person. Your, your character is in question for me. And I still don't think that even in that she is deserving of, of whatever kind of attention that she gets. And, and that probably goes for all of them, dude. So it's just really, to me, it's very icky. It's very fucked up. The whole, the whole, uh, network of it all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, before in the OG seasons of bachelor, we didn't have social media. Like, And now it's we had magazines, really, tabloids, and like I know, and paparazzi. that was like it. You didn't have like the ability to just lurk and say whatever you wanted to say. It's you know, cyberbullying is really. We should have a whole episode on cyberbullying. I don't even know where to begin. It's just it's, it's so just painful. Out, it's out of it's but out of control. It's out of control. It is out of control, and it's like, y'all. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Just keep fucking scrolling. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Do you really think that mean comment you're going to DM them or post on that post is going to have them see the light and, like, change their ways? Like, no. No. Leave it the fuck alone. They're fucked up. Care about your life. This this whole reunion was so interesting when we got to Irina's arrival. Um, because we, we see, we see Kwame and Chelsea and Micah sort of duke out the pool party. And I really, it really felt like Micah was just sort of surrendering and taking as much responsibility as she could. She was doing it quite non-verbally where like Chelsea's being asked about how she was feeling and about their resolution and about like sort of the, the, he said, she said component of who broke up with who, um, and you can just see that Micah may have her own feelings about it, but she's sort of like letting it all. She's keeping it to herself, which I I get and I kind of respect because it's like, why continue this conversation when like this is not important? And as they were all sort of collectively talking about, we've all moved on from this. Like this is not a thing anymore. And so even if Micah still has thoughts of like, I broke up with him, like that's kind of bullshit. Uh it's she's like this is not important this is not relevant like i i do not care to to have that be honored as truth here so we see that and then we have irena come to the space she gets into the chat because we start talking about the mica and irena dynamic which is i'm so glad that they put that on blast in the reunion because to us it was so obvious, but because it wasn't regarding the couples in a super, super direct way, it did affect them. Um, I didn't think that they would get as much attention as it did. Mm-hmm. I wish yeah. Micah got a little bit more heat from the mean girl behavior that was. That's what on. I was gonna say is like she kind of skated by. Like she did. You know, and when they did finally turn the tables on her, Micah said, you know, I I Okay, here's how I perceive Irina and Micah. 
Irina has some pretty severe trauma that has her fight response active as fuck, like overly active. She needs some trauma work. And like, I say that with so much love, like, fuck girl, me too. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like we've all had our trauma, our trauma responses show up differently. But the reality is, is when someone is that much of a bully, they're, it's a protector part coming online to protect them from whatever is hurting inside of them. Does it justify Mm -hmm. the abuse and mistreatment of others? Absolutely not. But hurt people, hurt people. That's a fact. And healed mm-hmm. people, healed people. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. just it's just the name of the game. So Irina, <clears throat> her trauma response is being a bully. And it's coming from whatever she went through, whether it was acne and or she all was the bullied. other shit that she, she went through. She, as, she was bullied. Yeah. And then she became one. And the, exactly. And a lot of, and by the way, a lot of people have that mindset. It's like, this yeah. is how I was treated. So I'm going to treat you this way. Sucks to suck. Mm-hmm. Tough titties. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> no. Okay. Um, but that's the only way they know how to be because that was the only thing demonstrated to them. Now, yeah. Micah also has trauma and her bulliness is coming from a place of trauma, but I feel like it's way more of a fawn response than a fight response trauma. Like, yeah, I think, I think that the two of them just like attract each other, like lint to other lint. Yeah. And so in Micah's case, I feel like she's kind of the chameleon type. Like she was around Irina. Irina brought that out of her. So she found like that was her people pleasing. Like it came out. Mm -hmm. But then when she was around other people, you saw her be less of that depending on who she was with. So in my mind, Micah in that setting, because for whatever reason, she felt safe with her friendship with Irina tapped into Irina's ways. And then out of that context, you can see so clearly and feel the shame and remorse coming up for like, having herself displayed like that well and i'm not surprised because irena's energy and the space that she takes up in public settings actually reminds me a lot of what we've gotten to know a little bit about um micah's friends mm-hmm. they all have that like yes mean big girl personality of, but like yeah on loud volume way up volume on 10 to 15 and and like like mean cutting like very much like what what like what do you mean i'm just having a good belittling. time i'm just having i'm just partying like it's just a joke like you can't take a joke like it's so Gaslight. stupid you're so lame yeah shit like yeah. that yeah. and so yeah they definitely I, I think it was easy for micah to find herself in that place but i still think that she needs to do a lot of reflecting to be like what is it about myself and these people that this brings me this brings this quality of me out same. Yeah. I am not saying that Micah needs less work. No, they both need a lot of inner work. It's just guys, trauma shows up differently. So it's like, we can look mm-hmm. at these two and see both traumatized people acting out of their trauma responses, but it manifests in the way they be completely differently, but it's still mm-hmm. fucking trauma. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, one, my heart, Irina is so not, I can tell Irina is not open to influence yet because she's talking so fucking much and not leading with an apology or validation. It's let me explain myself away. Let me just, and then at the very end, I'll validate you and say, I'm sorry, I treated you like shit. But until then, it's just, she's filling the fucking space with so many words. Someone who has remorse and wants to demonstrate, like I'm here to listen and be better are way less verby like or wordy they're like i'm sorry like yeah that was fucked up like there's really not much else i can say like i i made a bad decision on how i showed up and i'm really sorry for everyone i hurt she's looking to have like her her reputation be like salvaged by providing whatever context is relevant to her or she's decided is relevant to her and i i 
she's trying to protect herself. So I get the instinct mm -hmm. of that happening. It's just like, it, yeah, she, she, she wasn't really taking full accountability. It felt like the only thing that she did was recognizing that she did not, she was not attracted to Zach. She did not like him and she treated him poorly while she hung in yeah. there and was like trying. Yeah. Um, I didn't care for a lot of the justifications that she was sharing. It was interesting to Same. see her really get like called out. I appreciated that she got called out. There, the, there's always going to be part of me that's like, I, I feel for her having this being done so publicly. There were people, and I think it was like Tiffany that was like, I really hope, oh no, it was Bliss. She's like, I really hope you yeah. grow from this. They were all kind of saying yeah. it. And I agree with them. I just feel for the very human individual that is like, doing this so public her life oh my god yeah is changed from this and i oh don't know gosh. if it's gonna mean like a good change then that stresses me out when irena started crying because they play the whole thing like back to back to back and then they look at her and they're like how does that make you feel to like watch yourself be like this to other people and she needed a moment because she was crying and did you hear there were people in the audience laughing at her i know crying? like I like, we, like, it's not, it's none of the, none of that is okay. No, no. And I also feel the, the people in the audience, and this again, doesn't fucking justify it, but they 100% were laughing from a space of how does it feel? Yeah. How does it feel to be laughed at while you cry? Yeah. And we talked yeah. about that even on here. It's like, you know, it's, it's just, and I, and I'm not saying that good for them. They laughed at her. I'm not saying that you guys at all. But what I am saying is like, when we say treat other people the way you want to be treated, that still goes for even if, even if someone like, like Irina, <laughs> yeah, even if someone like Irina, who in your mind might be finally getting what she deserves, it still does not, which by the way, put that in air quotes in case you're not watching our YouTube. Um, but it still isn't okay to just mm -hmm. cackle while now they feel their pain. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. ever serve anybody, no matter mm -mm. what side of foot the shoe is on or whatever to to be like that to bully someone we are to, to, crushing to... it with the sayings yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay anyway yeah and then micah micah i like i so felt for her when they finally did kind of say okay micah your turn to speak up and she was like oh my god like she was she kind of admitted to dissociating honestly because she was like the the spotlight hasn't been on me i kind of forgot i was here yeah. And people, she kind of laughed at herself. Other people laughed. I laughed. I was like, that's relatable. Yeah. And I also yeah. was like, girl, you are, you are not in your body because you're over here like waiting for it. You know what I mean? Mm. So I felt for them. I felt for them, even though, yeah, they deserve to be called out and like, you know, they, they should, because, you know, it's not just, and I, Micah said this, she's like, what really wasn't okay about this was for all the people at home who watched this and have been bullied. And I reminded you of that. And mm. I completely agree. And I love yes. that she made you, she called that out on herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I am, I am glad it was mentioned. I do think that my, uh, Irina was incredibly prepared. Like yeah. as she came to this oh, I'm moment sure. prepared yeah. and like, like she rehearsed. had some TR training. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but you know, I, I, even though I'm questioning her, like the genuine quality of what she said, I, I, I still agree with you. Like, I think that would have been really important for people to hear that had that experience, like being yeah. triggered by, by watching her behavior. And I yeah. can't say that I've experienced that kind of treatment that, that directly. 
but it, I can say that it was so uncomfortable for me to watch and it made me feel so gross and it made me really sad. Yeah. Made me really, really sad. I mean, if you've heard us on the last couple episodes as we've been unpacking the show, like you could hear how upset you and I have been and how how frustrated it makes us because this is not um, it's not the experience of female friendship like you and I know. And what what no. we know is what we know is like capable. It used to be my version of female friendship, one hundred percent. I I had oh, fuck middle school into like the beginning stage of, of high school I had a friend of me kind of like Shelby in a way and mm-hmm. um you know for for women out there who don't feel safe making female friendships it's shit like this that's the reason that's why. why and I'm just like I'm so over it like women have been pitted against each other in media in in social circles in churches in all the different like in every fucking organization yeah at some point mm-hmm. women have been pitted against each other and I am just over it. And you want to know why? This is my conspiracy theory on why. Because women are innately fucking powerful. And I think I people are too, too scared of our power. So they're like, let's just make all the women fight each other. So they're too distracted with each other and hating each other to even sit in their own power and understand what they are capable of. Like I talk about this a lot because I feel the exact same way. I think that like when we're <sighs> together and we and we like remove the bullshit that keeps us guarded around each other and untrusting with each other when we when we lean into those relationships and the dynamic of women together unabashed is fucking powerful dude hell yeah it's hell really yeah. power a lot we're coming happen. for you watch <laughs> death stare that was incredible cool um okay let's uh that gets addressed zach and bliss are being zach and bliss Gotta love weird them, and happy even if you don't really. Them. Yeah, they're yes, they are weird and happy. And I say um, it in the best way because I'm weird too. You guys, I'm so weird. So I like I'm down with <laughs> people's weirdness, even if it's different than my weird. Sure, weird. and um, I like I kind of like that. Bliss was like Zach owes me a vacation because she didn't get to go on the Mexico getaway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they just seem they seem really good. It was nice to hear that Zach. And I Lucas's love the beard, are, Zach. By the way, yeah. His hair continues to grow in a way that I'm I know, like, mm-hmm. but I like the beard. <laughs> yeah, his beard looks good. It was funny that they were matching. It was very cutie. But they, um, uh, was, uh, Bliss's dad and Zach apparently are like tight now, which is cool. Um, I, no clue on what that's about. Like, I like, want to say one thing. Yeah, I can tell you want to say one thing. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> Because I, I, I feel like Bliss, like, and understandably so, she's trying to defend her father who looked like an utter dick on this show. Yeah. But here's the thing that I think is so funny is Bliss is like, you know, of course my dad loves me and he's going to be like hard on the guy that I bring home because like no one's ever going to. He wasn't hard on Zach. He was hard on you. Like, mm. I literally wanted to come through the TV and be like, Bliss, let's play this back, shall we? <laughs> like, he wasn't hard on Zach. He was saying, you don't know what you're doing. You're not like, you're not capable of this. You this. Like, it wasn't anything to do with Zach. It was you setting yourself up for a divorce. And so it just really bothered me because it's like, yeah, you can say that he's friends with Zach all the time. And Zach's like, you know, he gave me this look of approval when I got to the altar. And like, yeah, the problem wasn't with you, though. He was like being hard on his kiddo. Like, yeah, actually, it just that's was weird. In, that's such an it was just weird interesting for me. perspective. I didn't even think about that, but you're so right. It's like, so Zach 
Zach and your dad might be in a different place in their relationship, but that's not actually going to change the dynamic between you and your dad. Yeah. And why that was so hard. It was just, I just was like, yeah, okay, cute. Not answering what we saw though. Like it was just, yeah, I just had to call it out because it's like, y'all pay the fuck attention. Yeah. (laughs) I bet there's a blindness to that from her, from her perspective. I bet that that would be hard for her to see unless there was for me with, you know, like Mm -hmm. when I, I mean, not saying that her, her parent is like mine at all. But in the case of like, you know, a, a parental figure being hard, like you selective hearing is the thing, especially when you're in your survival response. And also like all of the other conversations that happen outside of the ick conversation are setting up like the way that you perceive and interact with this parent. And so it's like, you know, I just think that in this case with Bliss, there's something going on with her dynamic with her father, where when he is being hard on her whether it's a self-protection thing or whether it's a way that she's been conditioned to think like, this isn't really for me. It's really on this other person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, dude, but it was, I just had to say something. Cause I was like, hold the phone. This is not tracking. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. So that's them. And then I guess we got to talk about Josh. Jackie, Josh and Marshall. Yo, bro. So Jackie and Josh are still together and we get like a zoom, a shitty quality zoom interview with them while they're in their homes. It was bad. And also like, I just didn't buy any of it. It just felt incredibly phony and like the body language was awful. And so what are you saying? Like Josh was like really straight up and, um, and in front of Jackie. So he was in front of, oh, kind of in like a protector position. Well, no, I mean, yeah, maybe, but like in my, so like Jackie, if I had a guy and I wish I had a man, I don't have a guy right here, but let's say this is Josh's shoulder. Mm. (laughs) My water bottle is Josh's Mm -hmm. shoulder. And she's like here, usually when a guy is like, and you see this with, um, you see this with the other couples like uh, Brett and Tiffany and Zach and Bliss and even fucking Kwame and Chelsea. When a guy is with a girl that he loves and yes, wants to protect, the arm is around, the girl's shoulder is usually in front and the guy's shoulder is behind because mm. it's this help. Like I'm holding you, sort mm. of supportive mm-hmm. energy. But with Josh and Jackie, this was flipped. Jackie was holding Josh. Mm. So it was really fascinating for me just because of that. I I like I'm the type of person that pays attention to shit like that just to totally. get like another layer of like what's really like what yeah. what is what's... you're telling me one thing, but what is your body telling me right yeah, now? Yeah, right. And so they were the ones for me that felt way more like let us let me tell you how happy I am and how much of a good decision this was while my body is telling me like I'm not comfortable having this conversation or being with this person really much at all. Cuz Josh was like this like he was like he hardly moved he was like yep we have a dog and a fish and things are really good and marshall wanted to propose to another person like it was just like there was there was no like yeah we're doing so good and we have there was no camaraderie with them there was no warmth so you know i really feel that those two are like i'm just gonna call some shit out and i haven't even looked at her instagram I feel like those two are just in a trauma bond and they probably fight a lot more than they want anybody to know about. And, you know, I'm, yeah. if they're happy with that, that's all that fucking matters. But do I think it's a healthy relationship or one that's going to go the distance? No. 
And I think that they were full of shit trying to make Marshall look like an asshole. I really do. Yeah, it was giving like smear campaign. It they like and I and I can appreciate why that probably was. Jackie did not look good in the edits of the show. She did not look good. She looked like a like I mean, I think that we were sort of holding space for the fact that she's obviously a person who's been through a lot and hasn't had many examples of healthy love in her life. And that will really, really, really hurt a person's ability to show up in a show like this, meet someone like Marshall, who's like, my darling, my angel, my, my warrior, I'm here for you. And she's like, what the fuck is up with you, bro? You know what I mean? So Yeah. So I think like that would have been really hard and we understand that 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 happened in that way, but she didn't, she looked like someone who was never going to, she looked like a villain. She ended up looking like a villain of the show. So I think in order for her to feel protective of herself and her image and how people were going to perceive her and likely maybe the, the feedback that she's been getting online, it was, well, Mr. Perfect's not so perfect. So watch who you praise in this experience. So they're just trying to take him down because she's upset. Yeah. I I really, you know, I was talking to someone in the DMs this morning who said exactly what Jackie unconsciously <laughs> knows. And here is what that is. When I really, this girl writes me, this is someone writing me. And she's like, when I really try and think back on what the real bottom line issue was for me, was that men who portrayed kindness came off incredibly weak, which was absolutely unattractive to me. Totally. And this, this is the inner work, you all. Like realizing that because the thing I wrote back is I was like, I so feel this. Like I used to think that men who wanted to be kind and who had a sensitive side and, and who were actually compassionate and gave a shit about me and my needs and wanted to take care of me were weak. I was like, be mean to me. Mm. Why aren't you being mean to me? Be mean to me. That'll turn me on. That'll make me feel Mm -hmm. some kind of way. Mm -hmm. And that is literally unresolved trauma rearing its ugly head because for some reason you've learned to equate you know, volatility. Yeah, exactly. It's all just basic attachment. So it's like, you know, for anyone out there that might look at someone like Marshall or any of these other guys on this show and be like, I'm not attracted to any of them. Like, look at what they're doing for their girls and Mm. they're making breakfast and they're calling them this and that. Like, or if you've been wondering why you are attracted to the quote unquote bad ones and not the good guys or whatever you want to call it, this is why. This is why. So I ask yourself, ask yourself when you're like, find yourself in a pattern of like, I keep, I keep dating people that that things don't work out and I get, I feel bad. I get treated like shit, whatever, whatever it is. Ask yourself, what does, who does this person remind me of in my life? Mm -hmm. And in my body. Yeah. Like where does this this body sensation? It's not that they're going to look the same on the surface. They're going to make you feel the same. Who else made me feel this way? That reminds me, I will, I would put money on it being an, a very significant person in your earlier childhood experience. It often is a parent or caregiver. It is not always. Yep. It is not always. So like expand and you will, and that will fuck your mind up a little for a moment, but it will also give you way more access to the information that can provide the tools to actually interrupt that cycle. Yep. 
Amen. And shameless plug here. If you want guidance on how to do all that, ready, set, swipe my program. We start June 6th. Follow me yeah. at the Alex Scott slide in my DMS. I will hook you up with the link. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's what, that's what this work is all about. It's like, let's put a stop to attracting toxic, narcissistic relationships and partners. And let's actually figure out what the fuck is keeping me subconsciously seeking this out and being attracted to it so that it can empower me to do something different in my yeah. next relationship. And like, I hope that for Jackie, but Josh is not fucking it. He is no, just a He's just re- pattern repeating. He's familiar. Yes, yeah, exactly. He's familiar. I do have a bone to pick with Marshall though. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to pick the same bone, but. Okay. Well, the bone that I want to pick is, um, he said something about it's, it's, it's very victim status that I ha- take issue with. Like, I don't actually yes. feel that Marshall was pre- prepared to take any accountability. And while I know that he is the one who is more emotionally available out of the two of them, that right. does not mean that he has no responsibility to bear in the Agreed. eruption of their relationship. It just yep. is never that way, even if one person's mm-hmm. like the good guy and the other one's the bad guy. It's just, you guys, things are not that simple. Things are not that black and white. I don't know all of Marshall's shit, but what I do know is that him being like, she took this away from me, this uh, this opportunity to experience the like, process of the yeah, show was taken like away from yeah. me twice and he said it was so weird um so when he's saying that he's referring to he feels like the the opportunity of the show or the experience of the show was taken away from him twice by saying jackie didn't go all the way to the altar with me which i have a, a thing and two, her not showing up at the reunion in person he's like i wanted this opportunity to like talk to her and i'm very much like okay so like what is it? Why did you want to go to the altar? What were you hoping to get out of the experience of getting all the way? Your relationship was clearly really not working. Why get, yeah. why go two more weeks, put your, put her through planning a wedding with both you know, of you. Like, yeah. Both like, of you. But we know it's probably going to be like her. Sh- like why, why, why do you, I was so curious. It was like, I don't understand why it's so important to him to get to the end of the show. I think like, I think there's probably so many multiple layers to this. And like one part of it is just potentially Marshall's stubbornness. And like he, he's a completionist, you know what I mean? Like whatever he sets out to do in his Mm. life, he follows through. And so because of Mm. that intensity, he's like, I needed to complete this and you didn't let me complete it. Like it could be something as simple as fucking that. It could also be, there was a part of Marshall that wanted to make it to the altar to be able to tell him off kind of like what we see in last season with Cole and Zay. Right. It could have been that like he wanted his big moment in front of everyone to like Mm -hmm. speak his piece. Mm -hmm. You know, we're never really going to know, but those are, those are the two, those are the two things that pop up into my mind that I think would be most likely accurate. Because one thing that I do see about Marshall is he's a stubborn guy, like not necessarily and always in a negative way, but he's very much like, I want to do this and I want to do this in the way that I want to do it. You know what I mean? And I get that. It's, it's kind of similar to Chelsea. It's expressed a little bit differently, but it's this, it's the when you said completionist, I was like, oh yeah, Marshall was so, so ten toes down for Jackie's my person. 
this is the relationship I've been looking for, the love of my life. This is, this is that you get, when you are so committed to completing the experience, whatever that is, you will find yourself pushing past some internal cues, some instincts that are saying, yeah. mm, maybe this isn't right. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. get on that train. Maybe I yeah. shouldn't uh, drive home tonight. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't marry this person that I clearly can't have one healthy conversation with. Like just because you're <sighs> so real. committed to like the the seeing end of the, yeah, seeing yeah. it through. I yeah. like it's a it's a good quality that becomes very problematic for a person in their life quite quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having a brain fart moment. There was something you were saying that had a thought pop up and I lost it. And I'm really sad because I thought it was going to be. It's about Marshall's completionist mentality and Chelsea and, and what in the heck did I say? We're going to let it go. We're going to let it go. Um, Fuck, I hate it when that shit, because it felt like, oh yeah, let me add this to that. Damn it. Okay, moving on. (laughs) letting it go um yeah I just I I think the thing about Marshall is like I think he desires a love that is going to be amazing for him oh yeah it was about it was about not checking in with yourself and I think that he uses his spirituality is an emotional intelligence sort of as like spiritual bypassing emotional intelligence bypassing if you will it's Mm. like I know this so yeah and it's like you know even if that's the case where like you might have more emotional intelligence or you might know how to approach something in a better way, posturing that is not going to serve you. It, what will mm-hmm. serve you is actually doing the opposite is completely leaning back and being and getting curious. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, the thing that Brie was saying is like when we, and especially this experiment doesn't do them any service because Brie is saying, you know, always trying to force yourself down this path without ever checking in with yourself isn't always isn't going to serve you like ever Mm -hmm. we need to check in Mm -hmm. with ourselves pretty regularly the other Mm -hmm. thing i want to say is you know when they were apart i'm curious to know like you know because jackie and marshall they took three days apart while they were still together it's like out at any time was he sitting there self-reflecting being like do i like how i'm being treated do i like how i feel when she's not around do i trust her do I like, like, let me look back on the moments that we've been living together. How do I feel when I'm going through my day-to-day life in that home? Do I feel safe? Do I feel comfortable? Do I feel mm-hmm, on edge? Like what, mm-hmm, what comes up for mm-hmm. me? I don't think he did that at all. And mm-hmm. I was even telling Brie before we hopped on that it's like, when we are dating, one of the best things, and we're getting to know someone, one of the best things we can do for ourselves is to have alone time where it allows us to actually feel into the body and the, you know, AKA the nervous system and see like, what am I actually experiencing? Am I experiencing safety? Am I experiencing peace? Or am I experiencing ruminating thoughts and anxiety? Am I experiencing fear? And you know, that becomes the lens in which we can actually move forward and make conscious decisions. But when we don't do that, we're like trying to go through, it's like driving a car in a snowstorm without your wipers on. It's like, you fucking can't see where you're going. You're just along for the goddamn yeah. ride. Like hoping yeah. the streetlight in front of you is going to be bright enough for you to see. Like, yeah. it's just not a thing. Yeah. Scary. I Super think you're right scary. about that. Um, right. I think that's the love, I, love is blind experience. Yeah. The end. 
Uh, oh, wait, yeah, and then Bartise makes an appearance, which I just was like, of all the people, why Bartise? Like, why? Why Bartise? Because he's why? the only one willing to go on the show. <laughs> I guess, and, like, this, this like, quick baby he had out of nowhere. Um, bizarre. Yeah. I was like, what are we doing? Okay. Why know. was he it even was there? He wasn't. It was, like, a recorded thing where he's like, who's going to have a baby like me? It was stupid. Yeah. It was stupid. I, I'm 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 very confused by the the Love is Blind team and their desires for us as their viewers. Yeah. It's giving conservative values. And I don't I like don't it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm unsubscribing yeah. from that. Um yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh we're ditching. I think that I'd like to ditch. Yeah, I know. I think I'd like to ditch the. <laughs> we forget about this question every week, and then we get here and we're like, oh, and we get fuck. here, we're like, what is it? I I think that I'm I'm ditching the like uh, the zero taking responsibility of a thing that was clearly part of my responsibility, and that goes for like a lot of them. Irina comes to mind first. Marshall, um, like. Honestly, Micah. Micah is yeah. Micah. She tried. She tried. She tried. I'll yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna give her a little effort. bit of credit, but that's that's how I feel. It's like sit with yourself long enough to figure out how you do take responsibility because you do. You always there. There's always responsibility. This doesn't mean you have to be the one to blame. Like shift the blame onto you, but mm. you play. We all we all live in a a big puzzle game, puzzle board, and we might we might not have made the board, but we are part of the puzzle pieces you know yeah yeah 100 um let's see what do what do i want to ditch um i wanna oh i was gonna say something but then i'm second guessing it i'll stick with it i i want to ditch silencing ourselves out of um Uh, I want to ditch silencing ourselves and not communicating our needs. So this is kind of alluding back to what Paul was saying and instead be way more mindful of safety and the language that we use to do those things. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, do I think Paul quote unquote should have had that conversation with Micah? Not necessarily because I actually trust Paul and his own gut instinct of like, this wasn't the right relationship for him anyway. So even if he did have the conversation, I don't think it would have made a difference. It's already out. Yeah. But for those of you who are in relationships and you value like the skills that we try and share with you, safety in the language in which you communicate your needs and desires or preferences with your partner is what matters. So Mm -hmm. it's you two against the problem, not your partner Mm -hmm. is the problem. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope that helps. Yeah. That's, that's that on the Love Island I keep saying Love Island because it's like next L-I. week. I mean, I'm really excited about Love Island. I, it's like I love. I did look you, forward to it every year. Did you watch Love Island just this past season? The one that was no. Out? I don't. I save the reality TV for whatever we're unpacking. But if it starts while we're unpacking Ultimatum, I will watch it. The yeah. next season. Um, one just ended. So it ended okay. like March, which I think. Which okay. which location? Oh fuck. Okay. Okay. Cool. So mm-hmm. I'll watch it. All right. Yeah. Cool. It's it's pretty I'm good. I got text. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. It's just nostalgic. Um. Yeah. So we start we start queer ultimatum, ultimatum next week. Oh my god! It's so excited. Bye. Bye.
excited for that too. Um, all right. It's been real. That's it. Um, follow us on all of the things at Ditch the Script Pod. And then you can go to our website, www.ditchthescriptpod.com. And you can ask us questions. You so can apply questions. for a mini session. And yeah, so many questions. That's a rickety wrap. That's it. Love you guys. Ta-ta. See you next week. Bye. Bye.